Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Wonderful. Welcome to Wonderful. It's a show we talk about things that we like that is good and that we are into them. It's Griffin? Yeah? You have your feet up on the desk. Yeah, I do. Is this like a new cash vibe you're bringing? You know what it was? My leg is sore and I wanted to elevate it and make the blood leave the leg because the blood is what makes the, is what pain is stored in. What happened to your leg? Blood is weakness leaving the body. Do you know what I mean? What happened to my leg? Nothing. It's just it's just stiff and sore. I've been sitting at my desk all day. Actually, oh, okay. I did go on a walk earlier. <laughs> Haven't been on one of those in a while. Yeah. I think my leg was like, this isn't, you're not conveying as like a necessary means, like measure. <laughs> this is a, you are doing this sort of extra. And yeah, they got me there. So now I'm treating it to a little bit of elevation, trying to get all that blood out of there. Okay. Should I let our listeners know when you when you switch positions, or do you think... I mean, you didn't really need to let our listeners know <laughs> about this position. Well, I just figured at some point you're going to leave that position and... Make a big loud noise? Yeah, maybe, maybe there'll be a change in the tone. Or maybe I'll do it so sneakily, you won't even notice I've done it. Hmm. Oh. Do you think about that? This is fun. I encourage you to explore the space with your body. <laughs> This is an open invitation. You are always saying that. I know you have your own office (laughs) Uh next to my office. I do. We have our own offices. Yes. Very fortunate to have this I've never put my feet up on my desk. I'm wearing socks. I just took a shower. Like, these are clean socks. Uh And so I don't want people at home to get this view like I'm some sort of like, you know, like nasty, no. unwashed. No, I'm not saying. You know, that. just slumlord, and you've wandered no. into my office to ask for an extension, and I'm like, <laughs> no, and I'm clipping my toenails, no. and they're flying all hither and yon. No, this is just like a like a bad boy vibe that I'm not used to. I guess it's more calisthenics than anything else. <laughs> okay. It's so important at work. Um, this is the part of the show now we enter into where I ask you if you have any small wonders. You look at me flummoxed. You are enraged. No, you're not. You're thinking. Oh, I love this part. (laughs) Um, This is the part of the show where I ask you if you would like to go first. I mean, all right, folks. Hockey on the hockey front. It's been a while since we've had a hockey update. Blues having a middling season, I would say. Yeah. They've had some pretty crazy losing streaks, some pretty crazy winning streaks. Yeah. Then they've just kind of been a normal hockey team, I would say, for a little while. Yeah. But now everyone, it's funny, and I didn't know this could happen, is injured. Uh, they have yeah. no players. Yeah. They've had to get some of the janitorial staff and concessions <laughs> workers out there. Uh, it's, One of the players got injured in practice. Like That's the kind of bad. luck we're dealing with you, right you now. You hate to hear that. The captain is injured. The like uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, who's like the- He's an alternate, I think. It, it, oh, is he? Dressing? Yeah, he's got the A on there. Oh, oh, alternate cat. Okay, I was confused as what that meant. Uh, they are both out with broken body parts, mm-hmm. and they're going to be out for a while. And so this, like, they're just changing up all the lines, mm-hmm. and they're changing mm-hmm. up how they're playing, bringing a lot of players in from the minors, which is kind of exciting. To kind watch. of exciting, although sometimes they b- just eat shit, and it's like, well. Yeah. yeah, they're they're learn- they're still figuring. In it the out. last game, we got to see uh, one of the guys get his first goal in the NHL. I love seeing that, and it's real sweet. They take a piece of masking tape and they put it around the puck and they uh-huh. give it to the player. That's happened. I feel like like five or six times this <laughs> season because of how much they've had to rotate shit out. Anyway, all that is to say, they have had some. I would say of the last like four or five games, most of them have been thrilling. Yeah, 
like either come from behind victories or like like just raucous shootouts. Yeah. Uh, high scoring, like five to six, like just lots of goals, lots of pucks flying all over the place. So it's fun watching this team that hasn't had the best season now with a pretty injured starting line up and yeah. having to like replace them and finding some like pretty fun and success. Every game is so important right now. Of course. Like yeah. they are teetering on the edge of not making the playoffs. So like every win is necessary if they want to make it. Uh, and so it's exciting. It is exciting. I think, I, I think it's uh, an interesting year for the, for the blues. And I'm thinking next year, there's going to be a lot of trades that are going to render it pretty unrecognizable. Yeah, that's true. We will see. Um, okay, so my my uh, small wonder that I'm bringing, and again, this is kind of a dangerous one to bring because we have not finished the first season. Oh, but it is Paul T. Goldman. Paul T. Goldman. Special special thanks to my brother Justin who again, would not right. Uh, like last week, we talked about the Christmas film they recommended. Yes. This week, we are talking well, about the television program they recommended. Me and Justin tried to explain it to Travis and Dad today when we recorded Taz. Oh, and it's, it's fun. It's it's tough. Do you yeah. want to take a stab? Sure. Uh, okay, so this is on Peacock. Yes. Uh, I believe it is produced by Seth Rogen and his writing partner, Evan. Yes, and it's directed by the guy, I'll pull up his name, the director of Borat 2. Yeah. I think he was the director of the... Uh, Nathan, I think it was directed Nathan oh, for Oh, did you, he? So that would make a lot of sense. Uh, so this guy, uh, Paul, um, published a book about this story uh, where he um, married this woman um, kind of foolishly and she ended up conning him in a bunch of different ways. So he wrote a book about it and then wanted to make that book into a movie and decided that he should star in it himself, even though he has no acting experience or uh, talent, I guess I would say. <laughs> Jason Jason Walliner is, is the, the, the director. The director, yes. Yeah, and so... I would also argue that he has a, a level of charisma, not Jason, <laughs> but Paul, that is hard to look away from. And so I would not say he is an untalented actor. No, he's very charming. Like you are cringing because he is not an actor, but then you are kind of smiling to yourself because he's so earnest yeah. uh, and so aware of his deficit, I think, when it comes to acting. Yeah. Um but uh but yeah it we started watching it. It's it's challenging i think if you don't like nathan for you you're probably not going to like this one either yes because you are watching a lot of uncomfortable interactions um but it is a fascinating story it's a fascinating story because it's it's a part documentary of him talking about this story yeah. that is for the large part true it yeah. seems like i think we think so we think so and then it is also this movie that they are that that has been made of using his screenplay, and then it is also the making of that movie yeah. that he is deeply involved in, and like getting notes from, and like saying like, "Hey, keep filming after this part because I've got a line I want to say directly <laughs> to camera." Like it's three layers on top of each other, and the way that they blend together is unlike any television show I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it is so it is charming in that it is so surprising. Um, if the ethics of the rehearsal turned you off, though, I, I, we've watched two episodes. It's too soon to say on our part, but I feel like this one might 
also similarly yeah, put you in a weird it is. place. It's too early to say. But yeah, it's, uh, what is it called? Actually, it's like Paul, Paul T. Gold- Goldman. That's just what it's called? The name of the show is Paul T. Goldman. Okay. It's on Peacock. It's, that's not his actual name, but. Yeah. What a sh- what a what a thing we experienced last night watching. Yeah, we watched two episodes, and there were only two left after we watched those two. So we I decided think it's only six episodes. It's only going to be six. Oh, episodes. okay. So like, it's not too late for you to catch up and be on board with Paul yeah. T. Goldman as it goes. What is your thing this week, my my darling dear? My legs are uncomfortable now. I'm gonna put them on the floor. All right. So everybody that had a pool out there for what is it like five minutes? Uh, 11 minutes. Well, that counts other stuff before, though. Oh, right. Right. Where we the, do the secret the stuff we do. show <laughs> that we give out only to our Patreon <laughs> members, where we just are just talk a lot of shit about stuff. <laughs> I've always thought, like, would it be fun to do an episode where we talk about terrible things? And then I think, no, nope, no, actually, not at all. inherently, that would not be fun. No. <laughs> uh, so this is my wonderful thing this week, which is MC Scat Cat. I just, whoa, I just had a, like a, it was like a double deja vu where I was like, have, I was like, have we talked about MC Scat Cat? And then I thought, have I thought about whether we've talked about MC Scat Cat before? <laughs> well, we talked about this the other night. This may be why it came that up. That may be why. I we've just- also talked at length about Mr. Cat. On, on the My Brother, My Brother know, and Me program. I know. I, I almost didn't want to talk about it because I knew that you had done that. No, I'm, I'll talk about MC Scat Cat all day, every <laughs> fucking day, no matter what. It is one of the wildest cross-promotional media universes, I feel like, yeah. that has ever been yeah. into existence. Yeah. So I assume most people are familiar, but if you are not, this That's is- That's a wild, wild- Wild fucking thing to assume that people are uh, familiar with MC Scat Cat. It was an incredibly popular music video, though. Yeah, in 1992, 93? Uh, so the album came out in 1988. 1988! Um, I, I think that the video was like 1990. Okay. Um, uh, it's fucking wild. I remember yeah, that then because I was three when that shit came out. I know. I know, but it's like, it's so iconic, you know, and I feel like it's been parodied. Anyway, it is Paula Abdul did a song called Opposites Attract on an album, uh, her debut album, actually, Forever Your Girl, which came out in 1988. Yeah. Wow. Um, And the music video that was created was her dancing and interacting with an animated cat. Yes. Well, that sounds like... You know, that could be Garfield, that could be Felix, that could be anything. I always envision MC Scat Cat as more of like a big bad wolf type vibe, yeah. big type energy. Actually, this is a fun quiz. So if you had to describe right now what MC Scat Cat looked like, can you remember what he was oh, wearing? Oh, shit. Uh, I feel like I get it confused a lot with the wolf in Pinocchio or perhaps Mary Poppins, the like anthropomorphized wolf character with like the, kind of, he, had, he had big pants. Did he have big pants? Yes. And sunglasses? No sunglasses. I mean, he perhaps had sunglasses occasionally, but not all the time. Did he have a vest on? Am I remembering a vest? It was a sleeveless white shirt. Okay, so a vest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up uh, a photo so you can you can That's check. Great. Computer, show us images of MC Scat Cat, please. There are some. Where he's not wearing sunglasses, but the one I show you is going to be him wearing sunglasses. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, the other thing Griffin forgot to mention is there are suspenders connecting the pants. Um, that is so important. To the shoulders. Yeah, that's the bit that doesn't really <laughs> track with me. Yeah. With like the rest of the ensemble that he's got going on because it's kind of like, aw shucks, like, uh, like a little sailor boy sort of walking down by the dock, sort of kicking his feet and whistling. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get to uh, the story behind that outfit. I want to know it. But first, I will say the the whole concept of Paul Abdul with a uh, dancing cat uh, c- came from Gene Kelly. I love and, this. And Tom and Jerry. I know? didn't know that. I didn't know that it, Tom and Jerry inspired it. Gene Kelly? What? Do you know Gene Kelly, the famous dancer? Right, sure. Uh, there is like a a film. Um, I don't actually know. Oh, an- the animated sequence in Anchors Away from 1945, sure. where he danced with Jerry from Tom and Jerry in little sailor suits. I didn't know about, I haven't seen this. This film. doesn't like bring to mind the? No. Okay, I have seen this, this like scene You've seen before. more old movies than I have. I only watched I don't think cool, I've seen like, Anchors Away, but I've seen this like okay. clip of Gene Kelly and, and the mouse. Okay. Uh, didn't and, have quite as much probably sexual energy as... <laughs> Paul Abdul and MC Scat Cat in Opposites Attract. No, no. Um, so the reason we were talking about this the other day, I, well, I don't actually remember why we were talking about MC Scat Cat, but you- We ta- were in bed. I remember that. <laughs> I Rachel's not mentioning that part, but a lot of the times when she says like, I'm bringing this up because we talked about it the other day, it's usually at night in bed, sometimes when the lights are off. <laughs> not anything lascivious, it's just like- you know and you said that you remembered a particular thing about mc scat cat because it had come up on the episode of my brother and my brother and me recently yes. where you discussed or not recently not recently quite 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 a long time and ago. what was it that you remembered i remembered that there was like a they sent out a packet to radio like disc jockeys to explain the phenomenon uh-huh. that was soon to be mc scat cat like we want to provide you the humble radio DJ with everything you need to know so uh-huh. you don't embarrass yourself yes. on the air by talking by saying some shit about MC Scat Cat that is not true. I remembered the phrase, he's a something something that remains on the smooth tip. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, I actually... The, my brother saying those words out loud to me <laughs> is like really, really wedged into my mind. I folds. searched that specific phrase because yeah. at first when I was reading about this, I couldn't find it. Yeah. Um, but then there was a site, it was like a wiki that said, and not about specifically the scat cat, but a wiki about many topics, <laughs> just so people know. Okay. Uh, that said uh, that there was a press kit from Virgin Records. Yes. That MC Scat Cat is a, quote, street philosopher with an alley cat point of view. He enjoys rapping and dancing and has, quote, uh, got an eye for the ladies. Mm-hmm. And for Don't the- fucking say. He's locking out Paul Abdul. Yeah, he's got an eye for the ladies, that one. And, quote, remains on the smooth tip with an old school rap influence, which adds the street to his new school hip hop. The suspenders... I don't think when we talked about this on Big Bam, I was looking at a picture of MC Scat Cat because I was imagining someone who was not wearing suspenders and big pants. All right. Do you want to hear about the suspenders now? Yeah, more than anything. 
Okay, so they brought in these two animators uh, who had actually worked on uh, Aha's Take on Me. You remember that music video? Yeah, that had with a the bit animation. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm trying to remember if out. there was animation and live action happening at the same time, a la Roger it like, Rabbit. It like moved back. I don't think it yeah. was ever happening really at the same time. It moved back and forth between an animated world and a live yes. action world. Anyway, they were working together with an animator and they were trying to figure out what the design should be. Um, and they were talking about how they wanted to add more hip hop elements, which was tricky because hip hop wasn't really in the mainstream yet. So people didn't really have a vision of what hip hop was, at least in in 1988. Yeah, it, it wasn't like widely known. There was this real division between like hip hop and mainstream music. And so at the time, you know, like MC Hammer had just come on the scene, but there was no like Fresh Prince. There was no Kid and Play. Like this was still like right. trying to figure out. It was a out. different era. Like, sh- mm-hmm. like Sugar Hill Gang and stuff was around at this point, but it, that was like a different, that was not the same thing as what MC Hammer and. So they had a meeting to talk about what this design should look like. And one of the um, the guys came in so this, when I was talking about the animation experts that did AHA's take on me, one of them was Michael Patterson. So Michael Patterson is in this meeting and uh, the person they're working with from Virgin says, hey, why can't he dress more like you? At that moment, Patterson was wearing some baggy pants held up with suspenders worn over a tank top. Fucking... So just that then. And Michael Patterson, not like a hip hop person. Okay. Like, a, you know, an animator type fellow. Who was wearing. A, inexplicably, large pants, suspenders, and a sleeveless shirt. <laughs> and so that's why they dressed him that way. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was a part-time volunteer fireman. This is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I get to keep you dressed like that. Maybe he had an appointment later that day where he was going to get pushed in the ocean and he was going to stand up and his pants would be huge because they were carrying a bunch of ocean water and or, some fish would jump out. Or he did the like the stream fishing where you yes, stand in. He maybe was doing some fly fishing for sure. That was another opportunity for big pants hijinks. That's hysterical. Yeah. So that I mean that that's that's the design. The extent to which MC Sky Cat does not look like I remember him looking is like full blown like Mandela effect level i don't know what character i'm imagining well he, he also wears a different outfit outfit there's an extended dance sequence where he's wearing like a red suit that's what i'm thinking Is okay that, okay that's what i'm thinking of the red suit yes yes yeah so the the whole like filming of the video was pretty arduous for I them can imagine um especially for paula yeah, because they what they did is they had her dance with a partner who happened to be a cat <laughs> a big bipedal cat. No, happened to be Michael Chambers, a.k.a. Boogaloo Shrimp, legendary 80s breakdancer and star of Breakin' 2, Electric, Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. Yeah, for sure. So she danced with him, and then she would have to do the dance by herself, too, so that they could animate in his place. I don't know why they needed yeah, him yeah. also. <laughs> I think it was so that the animators had like a sense of what the body should look like in these various positions. And why the take without him? Well, because they're animating based off his movements, and then they need a take where okay. they can put Paula Scat Cat in clean. I got you, clean a clean a clean Scat Cat. <laughs> but apparently, they did a two day shoot. One day lasted fifteen hours, Jeez. and the second ran for a full twenty four hours. They what? That's they're not 
Are they OSHA compliant at that point? <laughs> um, and so this this video ended up being huge. So the song was number one. Uh, it also uh, got a uh, a Grammy for best music video and earned six MTV Video Music Awards. Who did the voice of MC Scat Cat in the song? Yeah, so I should mention that. That's only fair. Derek Delight Stevens. That's good. Uh, it was written by Romney Malco, who you may know of. He was in 40-Year-Old Virgin. He played the bald man who was like known for kind of like two-timing women. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Apparently, he wrote MC Scat Cat's part. That's fucking wild. And, and Derek Delight Stevens, who I guess is still a public radio DJ in Minnesota. Great. Um, did the voice. So the video is super popular. That's when Virgin decides that they are going to release MC Scat Cat's own album called The Adventures of MC Scat Cat and the Stray Mob. Do you know about this? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I must. This it's- was It was a totally separate album, like 50 minutes long. That's a uh, album. You want to hear the tracks? Yeah, sure. I'm not going to like play them. You can find this on YouTube. Um the the track they tried to turn into a single and actually made into a separate video was called the Scat Strut. The Scat the Scat Strut. The Scat Strut. Um, and they actually made a second video, uh, but it was such a flop that they never they never put it out in the world. It was a full blown like MC Scat Cat had to go back to his home planet. <laughs> but there's there's songs on there like I Ain't No Kitty, uh, The Cat in the Casino. This is sounding familiar to me now. I go crazy. Uh, No dogs allowed. That's good. (laughs) When the album flopped, there was never an official release for the second video, which was supposed to be of big time. Uh, It's not too late, man. 2023 is the year we (laughs) reboot Scat Cat. Apparently, there was an offer at one point from MTV to make MC Scat Cat the official mascot. Of MTV? Yes. And they slept on that? They're like, no way. This guy's going to be way bigger than MTV. There were also rumors that when they were talking about producing an animated series, it came down to MC Scat Cat and Beavis and Butthead. And we all know- Sliding fucking doors, man. How that turned out. Uh, They designed some MC Scat Cat dolls that were never released. Although apparently, like, there are some people who are associated with the brand that have these dolls. Oh, for sure. That's their that's their retirement plan. They'll Etsy those for a billion dollars. And yeah, and I mean that was that was the end. That was the end of the Scat Cat. I didn't realize they tried to make him into his own thing. Yeah, like there is there is a PSA that came out at a certain point. Do not all- trust this cat. If you <laughs> see this cat, no, no. There was like a they did a a, a PSA called Take It Back in 1991 that was all about recycling. Okay. Uh, had a lot of stars of the era, including like Ozzy Osbourne, Bette Midler, um, and then also MC, MC Scat, Scat Cat. Cat yeah. You think when Bette found out she was... Well, Bugs Bunny's in it too, oh, well, which I feel like is a real honor for MC Scat Cat to get yeah, to work for with sure. Bugs. Oh, I bet they had a lot to talk about. <laughs> Can I steal you away? Yeah. Griffin? Yeah. You know what's a shame? What? Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different (laughs) now? It's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. (laughs) 
Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um th- for the commercial the Super Bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain Jay Keith, do you know what I love more than the trivia, comedy, and celebrity guests on our podcast, Go Fact Yourself? No, what, Helen? Sharing all of those things with an actual audience. Yes, well, lucky for you, Go Fact Yourself is back to being a live audience show. Woohoo! Yeah, we've got a free recording coming up on January 15th in Los Angeles and February 11th in Pasadena. And if you can't make it there, all of our recordings will still be available as a podcast. Twice a month, every month on MaximumFun.org. Yeah, no excuses. So if you're not listening, you can go fact yourself. Hey there, it's Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Laura House. We host Tiny Victories, the 15-minute podcast that's about the little things. Getting into the tiny victory frame of mind is about recognizing minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. Isn't it a wonderful day when the first password you try actually works? When it's freezing cold outside and toasty as all get out in my shower, my tiny victory is that I turn off the water and get on with my day. We can't change this big dumb world, but we can celebrate the tiny wins. So join us on Maximum Fun or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get tiny! My my thing is not the most substantial this week, which is uh, fine because I think we did just talk about MC Scat Cat for like seventeen minutes, and I'm mm. all I'm here for that. I could have done more. I honestly. know you could have, and I I love that for both of us. 
I'm talking about something a bit conceptual, and I'll explain how I kind of worked my way into it. But I, w- I want to talk about sort of how good it is when something exists that is this gigantic, esoteric fandom that you just never hear anything about. The existence of these pocket universes of people who are extremely into a thing and you never have any contact with them or the thing they're enthusiastic about. And I think what I, the jumping off point, I guess, here is Curse of Oak Island. Oh, okay. Curse of Oak Island, obviously something that Justin uh, talked about on on our other podcasts before. It's a show where a bunch of old men spend like a billion dollars digging around in this island taking core samples of silt, looking for traces of timber that might be evidence of underground passageways that maybe might contain ancient, I don't know, Aztec gold or whatever the fuck. Feasibly, you could do this anywhere. Feasibly, you could do this anywhere because that's basically what they've done. Sure, Oak Island has a whole history to it. Yeah, it has like a cool mystique in the sense that like, you know, it's an island. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but didn't like the Kennedys or something own it at some point? And like, I don't said, know. There's, like, I've a never whole... looked into the lore of it. I did once, and then I was like, I, I, this is going to. If I, I was teetering on the edge of something, where I was like, if I look into this too much, I'm going to become a Curse of Oak Island fan, and then this whole segment I'm about to do <laughs> won't make any sense anymore. Uh, we watched an episode of it in a hotel room. That is the extent of our Oak Island exposure, and it was a, it was everything I needed it to be and more. Um, and then I found out that it's like the biggest show ever. It's it's like yeah, huge. I kind of can't believe that your brother has said as much that it is like it's incredibly not the biggest show ever. It's the biggest popular. show on History Network. There's millions of people who watch it. The ratings are astronomically higher than you would expect the ratings of Curse of Oak Island on the History Channel to to be, uh, and that to me belies the existence of just this pocket fandom. That because we don't sort of communicate with the people uh-huh. who are Oak Island fans, we don't know exists. That happens a lot with television programs. Happens a lot with television programs, yeah. which is sort of I, I guess my main my main focus here, right? Like games. The problem with games, there's no shortage of esoteric fandoms inside of games, right? Like uh, AGDQ is going on right now. Uh, when this episode comes out, go watch it. Speedrunning community, gigantic and vibrant and really interesting to to me based on sort of the width and depth of what it is that they do, right? But I feel like if you are in games, like you know about that shit because, you know, sometimes a community will court controversy or will get covered to death, right? Uh, Fighting game communities are are this way too, where it's not that insular because you hear about it a lot, right? But then you take a step out of games, you look at TV, and you have like, anytime we watch Survivor, which is in its own thing, probably one of these for somebody else, right? Like we're diehard about Survivor and there's a diehard audience for Survivor. And I would imagine most people out there don't give a shit about Survivor anymore or yeah. watch it or follow it. Ninja Warrior. That this Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a great one. I didn't even write that down. But it's, it is a very big community of people who are Ninja Warrior fans. Uh-huh. You have some in your life. But you don't know that they watch Ninja Warrior because they don't fucking talk about it. This is like this is like a lot of shows, particularly on CBS. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to say. When we watch Survivor, we get commercials for shows on <laughs> CBS that's like, 
we get, get a commercial for fucking like season 19 of NCIS Miami. And it's like, who? Who's? Someone's, lots of people watch the show, I'm assuming. I have never in my life met somebody that has mentioned watching that show. And yet, it still exists. It doesn't, it, it's been existing for such a long time, right? And this brings me to the zenith. The people concept. that live under the ground that exclusively watch these television shows. No, <laughs> I am talking about daytime soap operas. Oh. Daytime soap opera, like this is an entire media, like storytelling medium that has existed forever. General Hospital has been on the air for fifty nine years. There are over thirteen thousand episodes of this television program. Yeah, I couldn't tell you one thing about General Hospital. Couldn't do it. Couldn't tell you anything about Days of Our Lives or any of those, right? Have you ever had somebody try and get you into soap operas? No, I've never had anybody try to get me into soap operas, but I know that like I my my granny watched them and yeah. was a fan of them, right? I have I have a friend uh who and I believe she still listens to our show, so hello if you're listening. Hi. Uh, <laughs> who tried to get me to watch Days of Our Lives one yeah. summer? Uh, and I was amazed um, because they will film a scene like, the, you know, there's a bunch of different stories going on at the same time and you bounce between the stories. Of course. But they will film like a story for like three weeks because you're just getting like a minute at a time. Right. So I was <laughs> I watched once and then I watched again like two weeks later and I was like, it is still a Fourth of July barbecue. In right. <laughs> like, how is that still happening? The these this these shows soap operas have been on the air forever and they have been running forever and i've not i don't think i've ever watched one episode of any of them front to back i've been sick at home waiting for prices right to come on and caught a little bit of it right uh but that's the that's the extent of it yeah. and yet they are massive there's millions and millions of people who watch it when you go to any grocery store or drugstore like the the magazines are all talking about these things and it's huge and it's you know existed for so long yeah and it just it's just when i walk by those magazines it's just like two ships passing it's like i glance off the surface of this huge pocket of reality that i yeah. have no fingers in and to me I, that passing interaction always just kind of delights me to no end. And I, I, there's also a version of this where, like, you know, I'm not talking about gigantic, very, like, tribal fandoms where I, if you don't like this thing, you're terrible. Or if you do like this thing, you're terrible. There is this whole other thing of just these, just these mystery, <laughs> just these mystery dimensions. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Daytime Emmy Awards, like... Uh, it is fascinating to me because there is there's this whole daytime world of television that I don't know anything about that people have watched for decades as like part of their daily life, you know? Yeah, that's great to me. Yeah. I think it is good. I guess this is sort of a broader concept, but to like delight in the harmless joy of other of other people. Yeah, that's not, that's I think a universal concept. Uh, for me, it just hits really, really hard. That is probably why I people listen somebody, to our show. <laughs> well, I would, I hope so. <laughs> anyway, like I said, it's a small, a small topic. It doesn't have the meat on the bones that an MC Scat Cat has. Yeah, um, but what does? You know what I mean? The Noid. 
I'm still trying to figure out why we were talking about it. I remember we were suggesting that I would be interested in MC Scat Cat, and I said, no, he was too thin. Which is we like weird. <laughs> yeah, I drew the line there. A weird thing to say. <laughs> of all the th- of all the characteristics of the fact that he's a cat. You yeah, know, the fact that he hasn't been relevant for several for a decades. Long time. I was like, no, no, no. And then I got in my own head, babe, because then I started to think like I'm not a street philosopher that remains on the smooth tip. Uh-huh. Um, I would say I would say you remain on the smooth tip. Oh, really? Yeah. Thanks, baby. I don't think of you as a street philosopher, though. No, no, I wouldn't. No, that would be wild. Um, thank you to Bowen and Augustus for these for our theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. And um, thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Go to MaximumFun.org. Just start clicking on uh, the blue words on the page that will take you on a journey through the URLs that exist on the MaximumFun.org website. Maybe you'll hit a podcast that you'll like. Probably you will. Um, we have merch over at macaroonmerch.com. And oh, I just put up all the music from the first season of The Adventure Zone Ether C yeah. on my Bandcamp. It's if you go to if you just search Griffin McElroy Bandcamp, you'll get there. It's like 30 tracks, 28 tracks, and uh all sales that uh that are, are all the album sales this month will go to benefit Earth Justice, which is a great climate nonprofit that uh I've, I I'm a big fan of. And uh yeah. So if you like the music from Taz, I hope you do, then think about that. Oh, and our graphic novel comes out soon. Sorry, this is a very Adventure Zone heavy sort of yeah, no, thing, but right. we, got, we got shit to pop. Uh, 11th Hour comes out in less than a month, I think, at this point. It comes out mid-February, uh, and you can pre-order that at theadventurezonecomic.com. And please do that, because it helps us out a lot, and it's a great book, and I think you're really going to like it. Do you have anything you want to plug? or? <laughs> Um, no, 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 no. Okay. No. Well, that's going to, that's going to do it. Do you want to leave everyone with like a little, one of your little nuggets? One of your little bite? bite you see, bites? this is, do you, what do you, I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing here because this is the kind of thing that gets done to you uh-huh. on another show. And it's not fair. And now you're turning around. And you're right. It's wrong of me to do that. Well, Rachel just got up and walked out of the studio. No, I was going to maybe see if there was some words of the great MC Scat Cat that we could end our show with. That would with. be huge. In fact, if the great MC Scat Cat could come through for us with a permanent outro line that we could sort of wield. Okay. well you've never seen a cat with so much charisma got more moves than a mutant ninja turtle that is and i'm doing the scat strut to hell with john travolta and the disco duck (laughs) oh wait this is from scat strut this isn't okay 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 sorry sorry. where else would it be from (laughs) i thought i was gonna get opposite track anyway they call me scat cat the dance floor maniac one more of my hip one more of my hip one more of my hip is like an aphrodisiac Swinging and winging, I'm just doing my own thing. Girls don't jump me. Give me room to be funky. Wow. Step to the dance floor, bust a little spin. I thought I saw a putty cat. I did. (laughs) Shut up, kid. This is a new dance, so shake your butt and get a load of what it's like to be doing scat strut.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.